today as we think about are we still in his steps you know two weeks ago or for the past two weeks we've looked at this thing in his steps we've learned that if we're going to continue in his steps it will involve us continuing in faith continuing to live our lives by faith we learned so far in this series that about living by the principles of faith we've also learned about living in the power of faith and today i would like for us to notice that if we're going to continue in his steps that we must know that there is a faith that pleases there is a faith that pleases as you're turning to hebrews 11 we want to look in one verse today verse that is verse six while you're turning there i read this story this week a young brilliant concert pianist or pianist depending on what part of north carolina you live uh he was performing for the very first time in public the audience became captivated as this beautiful music just flowed from his fingers the people could hardly take their eyes off of this young prodigy as the final note faded the audience burst into applause everyone was standing except one old man who was sitting up front the pianist he walked off the stage dejected the stage manager looked at him and, and just praised his performance but the young man said i was no good it, it was a failure the stage manager replied, look out there. Everyone is on their feet except one old man. And the young pianist looked at him and said, yep. But he's my teacher. I've had to ask myself. I think we all need to ask ourselves, do we have the same desire for God's approval of our lives? You know, this pianist, he desired for his teacher's approval. But God's so much more than a teacher to us. To receive an approving smile from God should mean more from us, for us, than to receive the approval of man. Amen. For those of us who've surrendered our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ, it should be our desire that when we come before him that our lives are presented as a sweet aroma to him. Well, the good news is we can receive his approval. 
That's the good news. We can receive the Lord's approval. Isn't that amazing? That you and I, filled with flesh, we can receive the Lord's approval. It ought to bring joy to our hearts. To know that he can be pleased with us. And the Hebrew writer, hearing this one verse, he makes it clear to us how we can please God. He says, <laughs> we're all familiar with this, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. This is God's word that we can please him. Oh God, we thank you today. We thank you that you have made it possible. God, that we could have a day such as this to where we can come around your table. And God, we can know that we can please you. God, we pray that you would take the broken words that may be said from your servant, God, and you would... Fix, form, and fashion them in the hearts of each one that is here. Hide me behind the cross, God, and you speak to each one of us. Oh, God, help us to understand when we leave here today clearly what it takes to please you. And help us to apply it to our lives so that when we go throughout this life, God, that we are pleasing you. God, if there's one that doesn't know you through your son, Jesus Christ, right now place in their heart a desire to please you. And may this message speak to them in the day that they call out, what must I do to be saved? And God, will praise you for all that's accomplished. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Folks, it is impossible to please God. Without faith. A couple weeks ago I shared that faith is an action word. That it would indicate that it is impossible to please God without actively living out our faith. To live out our faith is to believe and to follow God. It is to commune with God and to fellowship with God. And without this, there is no demonstration of faith. And without a demonstration of faith, there is no pleasing him. We know that God loves us because he demonstrated his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It doesn't matter what a person does. To do it without faith... It cannot please God. So this simply means that no matter how gifted we are, no matter how talented we are, no matter what ability we possess and how we use it for God, we cannot please him without faith. We will never be acceptable to God or accepted by God Without faith. Without faith, we will never live in communion with God in this world or in eternity. Without faith, we will wander through this life facing trials, temptations, tribulations, and even death on our own. 
Without faith, we will stand before God and we will hear him say, depart from me, for I never knew you. But when I see this table, this table, the Lord's table, when I see it prepared, it, I know that we can please God. And we please God when we believe. When we exercise faith that he is our Savior. When we exercise faith that God is our Savior... When we believe he is, we please him. The Bible says here in verse 6, it says that he who comes to God must believe that he is. What this means is that if we're going to come before God, when we must believe that he exists. When we look the back and we see all that God has done for us, we see that he exists. And we see that he exists as our Savior. We, he revealed himself to us through nature. In nine, verse 19 and 1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. So he, he, we know that he exists as the creator. Also, we know that, he, that God wanted wanted to go a little bit further than just creating us and creating nature. He wanted to communicate with, uh, with us. So he revealed to us, he, he is revealed to us through his word. Psalm 19, 7 through 8 tells us the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The Bible says the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eyes. So we know he exists not only as creator, but also as truth. But again, God wanted so much more for us. He wants, he wants an intimate relationship with us, not just here on earth, but also in heaven. He wants, to have, he wants us to have life and to have life more abundant. He wants to spend eternity. He wants us to spend eternity with him. And, and that means that we must be reconciled Amen. to him. A faith that pleases God, it looks back to Jesus as our Savior. When we look back, we find that all he's done for us is for our good and for his glory. We, are separ we were separated from God due to our sin. Our sin, and for our sin to be forgiven, a sacrifice had to be offered. But not just any sacrifice, a blood sacrifice. A blood would have to be poured out or shed for the remission of sin. Through time, there came a point where there was a need for once and for all, a spotless, a perfect sacrifice for the sin of the world. And in the fullness of time, God came to us in the person of his very own son Jesus Christ taking on flesh and coming in the likeness of man he offered up his life taking upon himself the weight of the sin of this world he was beaten he was cursed he was spat upon he was mocked he was crucified and while on the cross he cried out father forgive them for they know not what they do and when the blood was poured out of his body 
He said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And he said, it is finished. The sacrifice for all sin was complete. And now forgiveness is offered to anyone who will believe that he is. Anyone who will believe that he is our savior. What does that mean? Folks, this table is set before us to remind us to look back. Because when we look back, we see that he is our savior. We see all that he's done for us. We see that he exists. Do you remember what your life was like before uh, before you believed? Uh, This table testifies to the work of the Lord Jesus Christ and all that he has done to turn our lives around because of his work. I can say I'm not who I used to be. I don't walk the way I used to walk. I don't talk the way I used to talk. Yes, there are times because I'm still in flesh, I frustrate my wife. I frustrate my daughter. I've probably frustrated most of you from time to time, but God's not finished working on me. He began a good work in me, work that he will finish the work that he will complete for anyone who believes that he is that he is our savior this table is not only does it testify of work it testifies of as a witness the blood and the bread, the bread and the cup, they, they present his body, the blood that was given for us, his body that was given for us No religion testifies or witnesses that their God died for them. No religion will tell you that their God suffered for them. However, by faith, we believe this table is a constant witness that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yes, this table is not only a witness of what he's done for us, but it also testifies to worship. When we look back at this table and what it presents, we approach this table with a pure heart, a heart that seeks to please God, a heart that believes that he is our savior, a heart that looks to him and and loves others. We come to this table having confessed our sin and prepared to worship him. Folks, when we believe the work and the witness of this table, we can't help but worship him because he is our savior. And this pleases God when we believe that he is our savior. But we must not only believe that he's our savior, we must also believe that he is our soon coming king. The Bible says that he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So whenever I see this table set up, I can only, I can not only look back to what Christ has done for me. I also must look ahead to the promise that he's my soon coming king. The Bible teaches us that our Savior did not just die for our sins, but on the third day, he rose from the grave. Folks, there there were eyewitnesses of his resurrection. For 40 days and 40 nights, people saw him. He remained on the earth, but 
as he ascended back to the Father, <laughs> there was an angel that stood by the disciples who said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing up into the heavens? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will also come in like manner as you saw him <laughs> go into heaven. Oh, what a joy of knowing that he is our soon coming king. You know, a faith that pleases God looks forward to Jesus as our soon coming king. Many of us are somewhat familiar with Paul's writings. And he teaches us that while we wait for our soon coming king, we don't have to worry about those who have died before his return. If we die before his return, we don't have to worry about that because our king is soon to come. He tells us that for the believer to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So we don't have to worry about our loved ones who've died in the Lord. But Paul encouraged us in 1 Thessalonians 4, 14 and, 4 and 14 that if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in the Lord. I don't know about you, but it excites me to know when Jesus comes back, the soul of my father's coming back with him. The soul of my loved ones are coming back with him. When the Lord descends from heaven with the shout, with the voice of the archangel that's going to sound as the trumpet of God, the dead in Christ will rise first. The old body will be reunited with the soul and it will be changed to a glorified body. And we who are alive and remain, if we are here, we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye and we will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and we will forever dwell in the house of the Lord. Folks, he's our soon coming king because he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him what does that mean for us it means that if we believe that he is our savior and that he is our soon coming king then when we will be rewarded just as Abel was rewarded we heard about Abel last week you remember we will be rewarded with a righteousness that only an acceptable sacrifice can provide. And when we stand before the Lord, it won't be our righteousness. Because our filthy rags, the day that he saved us, the day that he saved me, the day that he saved you, our filthy rags were just taken away from us. And he covered us with the righteousness of his son. Oh, when we stand before the Lord, we'll stand in the righteousness of a Savior. And that Savior is Jesus Christ. Who our names will be found in the Lamb's book of life. And on that day, we will be rewarded. For we will hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Oh, <laughs> when I see the table, I can look back and I see that God came to us in the person of his son. He came to us as our savior. And when I look forward, I see that he's coming back as king of kings and Lord of lords. He's not coming back as the lamb, Brother Ted. He's coming back as a lion. He's coming back to rule. He's coming back to receive us. 
Oh, folks, faith pleases God. Bill and Gloria Gaither recorded these words. Oh, the king is coming. The king is coming. Praise God. He's coming for me. (laughs) He's coming. But is he coming for you? Do you believe that he is? That he is our savior. Do you believe that your soon coming king is coming to reward those who diligently seek him? Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here today, you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior. You have exercised the faith that pleases him. If you can say, as Sister Betty said, I know that I know that I know that I have been saved. In other words, if you know without a doubt that your name has been recorded in the Lamb's book of life, the faith it took to believe that Jesus is Savior and that he's coming back to receive us unto himself is the faith that pleases God. But if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you've not confessed him as Lord of your life, today you can. If you believe Jesus is God's only begotten Son, if you believe that he came to this earth born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit, if you believe that He lived a sinless life and he died a sinner's death. If you believe that he died on an old rugged cross for your sin. Taking on your guilt and shame. That they buried buried him in a tomb. But on the third day he rose from the grave. And he's left the promise that he'll be back. If you believe this today, all you must do is exercise faith and say, I believe who you are. And I know you're coming back. So today I'll make you my Savior and my King. Would you today? Would you today, if they begin to sing this song of invitation, is there someone today who's ready to make Jesus their Savior and soon coming King?